Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Um, there are, There's a very big developing story that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, just in case you don't know what it is, it's... Um, Jeff Bezos has accused um, the National Enquirer of blackmail. But there's a new twist. So what's going to happen in this episode is... Um, we're gonna go through some of our normal gossip stuff, um, and then we're gonna do the the big story in two segments like we used to, um, so that'll happen at the end of the episode, um, the commercial break will happen before the big story. Now, that we have that out of the way, um... As, as a lot of you know, I, I have let Berdana take over and do the show. And, and it seemed fairly popular. Um, now that I have Will as a producer, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> no, I kid, I kid. He, did, he didn't say that. But, um, you know, it, it was just one of those things where I decided not to do it. And it's getting to the point where Wendy Williams has decided that she doesn't want other people hosting her show, her talk show anymore. Because right now she's super duper scared that she's about to lose her show. <clears throat> For those of you who need a refresher, she's been out, um, Wendy Williams has been out on a break, um, for a couple months now, um, since just before the show went on hiatus in December, um, there's no telling when she's actually going to be back. Um, and here, here's something that's really important to note. There are like four times a year where TV execs really take note of ratings. Um, and, and this is not in the calendar year, this is in the TV season year. So the first time is November. Those are um, these are known as sweeps periods. So there's November, February, May, and then there's a lesser known one in July. Here's here's why Wendy Williams is really starting to freak out a little bit. We're we're into February sweeps. Um, Nick Cannon has hosted the show for, um, for the beginning of the week. Um, Jason Biggs, who's best known for the American Pie series and starring on Orange is the New Black, um, is taking over hosting duties. Um, and Jerry O'Connell, who last year filled in for Wendy for a week, um, will be taking over pretty soon. Now, so far it's been all dudes and... Whatever. Um, and they don't quite match Wendy, personality-wise. But the audience is really responding to them. And Wendy's afraid that that means that her audience is either going to turn on her or that the executives are going to get so irritated with waiting for her to come back that they, they basically just fire her. Um... Another reason for her concern is the reason for her 
her absence is getting kind of murky now. At first, she was saying it's because of her Graves' disease, which it's possible. But then it was, oh, it was something related to the fractures that she, the fractured shoulder that she suffered at the um, end of last year. Again, it's very possible. But then, rumors that she had fallen off the wagon and was knee-deep in coke started to come out. Again, very possible, especially since it's alleged that her husband has been brazenly flaunting his mistress and a pregnancy in Wendy's face. Now, Nick Cannon said that he had a private conversation with Wendy, and it's all love between the family, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't mean anything. We've all seen shit like that before, and we're not easily fooled. Um, According to any lawyer, Wendy is trying to get rid of her husband because she does not want to be married to him anymore. Um, And in fact, allegedly she has teamed up with her mother-in-law to um, push the divorce proceedings ahead. And that is something really brazen that not a lot of people talk about. I'm going to go, and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. Um, A couple days ago, we talked about um, an engagement. So, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, or if you were even listening, if you're a new listener, thank you for coming and visiting us. We love you, and we hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) Um... a couple months ago, my sister got married, and I went to Detroit, where I'm from, and, um, spent a few weeks there, and now my sister and her husband are trying for a baby. Not such a big surprise, they're young and in love, and all that other good stuff. So... Why do I bring this up? And why did I talk about J-Law before I went into that weird story about my sister? The reason is very simple. Um, A couple days ago, today's Thursday, probably Tuesday night, we talked about Jennifer Lawrence being engaged to Cook Moroni. Well, now... There are rumors that the engagement was sparked because Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant. Which, yay. You know, if that's what she wants, then, you know, girl has worked hard. She has more than enough money. Um, let her enjoy her life. You know, let her get the baby. She can, she can still work. Lots of mothers still work while they're taking care of their kids. Um, you know, lots of actresses have kids. And they just have nannies that take care of them while they're at work and whatever. So I don't see anything wrong with it. There's a, um, on some of the gossip blogs, um, there's an outcry that she, that they're moving too fast, that they should have waited until they were actually married. Here's the thing. Pregnancy before marriage is not a big deal anymore. Let's be real here, people. You know, this is not the 1920s anymore. Um, 
you know, I, I get it. There are some people who are still very conservative and very traditional and think that you should wait until you're married. But the truth is, this is 2019, and at least it's a stable man in her life. They've been together for either almost a year or just over a year. I'm not, I, I'm kind of fuzzy on the timeline. But in either case, they've been together for a while. They obviously adore one another. And who cares? It's not our life. And that's the whole thing. You know, Mandy and I were having a discussion um, last night. And basically, my part of the conversation boiled down to, it's not my life. It's not going to affect me. And, you know, Mandy, of course, made some very valid points about about the topic and whatever. But ultimately... Jennifer Lawrence and Cook Maroney having a baby before they're married is not such a big deal. Not when you look at human trafficking and drugs and all that. I mean, let's be real here. If they're in love and they're they're willing to love this baby, let's celebrate that. Let's not knock people down because they don't agree with our values. You know, and that's, I think that's one of the hardest things, like, people will celebrate and and jump for joy when a reality star like Black China gets pregnant, but when when an actress of Jennifer Lawrence's stature um, gets pregnant, or even rumored to be pregnant, then it's a big deal that she's not married yet. You know, Miley Cyrus allegedly wants to have a baby. And people are condemning her, saying it's too soon. Her and Chris Hemsworth just got married. Who the fuck are we to tell these people when they should have babies? I mean, seriously. If Miley wants to have a baby now with her husband, that's her choice. If Jennifer Lawrence is pregnant and, you know, she wants to wait until after she has the baby to marry Cook Maloney... That's her choice. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not being immoral. Stop imposing your morals, which you probably don't even follow your damn self, onto other people. It's not cool. It's it's actually kind of cruel. And I don't mean you personally. I was using the general you. Just in case there's any confusion, because I don't want angry emails when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to go and I'll be right back. Hey guys. Um, before I do the next segment, I just wanted to do a really quick rest in peace to Representative John Dingle. Um, he was a longest serving member of the House of Representatives. Um, he was from Michigan, my, my home state. Um, and I believe he was actually my representative for a very big chunk of my life. Um, so thank you for your service, sir. Please rest in power, rest in peace, whatever you want to say. Thank you. Okay, and we're back. So originally I had, um, I was going to do the segment, but 
I was going to do it a little bit differently. Instead, we're going to frame it as a blind item, and then we're going to talk about it. So this blind item, of course, comes from our friends over at um, Blind Gossip. If for all the best blind items, go over to blindgossip.com and check them out. This one is called The Mad Director. This very famous director is mad at everybody. He's mad at the studio for not making more of his films. He's mad at he's mad that his last film is not getting released to theaters. He's mad that the stars of that film are refusing to promote it, even as it goes straight to D- cable and DVD. He's mad that some of the stars of his other films won't even return his calls, as he believes that he made their careers and thought that they were his friends. He's mad that he can't get financing for another film he wants to do involving a young woman falling in love with an older man. Mad, mad, mad. So this is clearly about Woody Allen. Come at me with some bullshit that it's not. And I will prove you wrong each and every damn time. How am I so confident that this is about Woody Allen? First of all, He literally just sued um, Amazon Studios for not fulfilling their end of an an agreement to um, release his film. This is where Will would yell at me um, for not having production notes. I I think it's called Rainy Day in, in New York. Uh, Google is not telling me what the hell this is. Let me see if I can do this. Yes, it's called The Rainy Day in New York. Um, so, here's what happened. A few years ago, Amazon wanted to get into the original programming and movie scene. And one of the only, um, quote-unquote, names that they could get was Woody Allen. So they signed him to do a new show called Crisis in Six Scenes. And on top of that TV show, they also agreed to do some of his movies. And time after time, they released the movies and watched them bomb. And it's one thing if you have a bomb, but you're getting nominated for awards. Amazon is known for getting movies nominated for all sorts of awards. Um, And, like, they weren't even able to get these shows, uh, these movies nominated. Um... Wonder Wheel should have been an easy grab for them. Um, I am blanking on her name right now. Kate Winslet. Which should have been the slam dunk for a Best Actress nomination. But nothing. And here's why. Woody Allen is not as good as he used to be. I can hear my friend Matt screaming at me right now that I'm wrong about that. But that's the truth of the matter. Um, so as these movies were making, were losing money, Amazon, you know, wasn't willing to give it up because 
not every time you make a movie are you going to get nominated for Academy Awards. They realize this. But then he became a liability with the Me Too movement and his daughter renewing her allegations that he molested her. Now, this is not a point where we're going to debate. The truth is, she renewed those allegations. Whether you believe her or not, that is on you. And that became a PR nightmare for Amazon. So you already have movies that are losing money like crazy. And now you have these renewed Me Too allegations about you molesting your underage daughter. And you have a movie that's supposed to be released, but no one's going to go see it. What do, you, what do you expect the studio to do here? Even if they would have released it, it wasn't going to make a profit and make you even more money. But according to Woody Allen, that's exactly what happened. And he lost out on a ton of profit because they, Amazon refuses to release A Rainy Day in New York to the theaters. And they're not financing his next film, which really pisses him off. His next film was supposed to be... And this is where a little bit of the ick um, factor creeps in. A young woman falling in love with an older man. Now, this is a trope that's been done to death. We've all seen it happen. Um, I don't... I, it was a Winona Ryder movie um, back, I think, in the early 2000s called... Something Love in Autumn or something like that. Again... Will will have the field day when he listens to this, yelling at me about not having production notes. Um, Autumn in New York, that's what it's called. And basically her character falls in love with an older dude, whatever, cool. So, you know, this is a movie that's been done, but when you have these allegations against you and... You're going to be making this kind of film? That's not the greatest thing in the world. I'm just saying. Alright, I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, for today, or for this episode, I shouldn't say for today. For this episode, we are kind of messing with our format a little bit. Here's why. This is a huge story that just got bigger. (sighs) Alright, so, for those of you who have listened since the very beginning you know that the big story used to be two segments um usually uh, I started out in the beginning of the show tried it in the middle of the show and then the end of the show and I I still do the big big segment at the end of the show but now it's usually just one segment and I just go over a little bit this story is so big I'm not going to do that (coughs) I mean I, I will go over but it's going to be two separate um, two, two separate segments bridged together because it's a, it's a common thing. So, in case you haven't heard yet, Amazon owner 
Jeff Bezos has accused the National Enquirer of blackmail and extortion. Yes, this is actually happening in real life. This was, I mean, it's the big story. I went out to, um, after writing group me and Mo went out to get something to eat. And it was all that was on CNN, um, NBC. Um, those were the two stations on at the um, restaurant where Will and I went. I don't know about the rest of them. I know Fox News, according to Apple, um, Apple News, Fox News was even carrying the story. And since the National the National Enquirer was a propaganda machine for Trump, it's it's very surprising. In any case, he says that Jeff Bezos says that. Um, I think, I believe his name is Bill Pecker. Let me just double check. Again, I can hear Will screaming at me that I w- wouldn't need to do this if, um, if I had production notes. Anyways, David J, Jeff Bezos is saying that David J. Pecker sent him a letter basically saying Follow through, you know, listen to what I have to say. Do what I tell you to do. And you're going to, and I won't print these these pictures of you. Of course, Jeff Bezos didn't play along. And now it's... And now it's just one of those... um, Huge, huge, huge. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm looking for the quote for you. Um, this is a long pause. Sorry about that. Here, here it is. In the AMI letters I'm making public, you will see the precise details of their extortionate proposal. They will publish the personal photos unless Gavin D. Becker and I make the specific false public statement to the press that we have no knowledge or basis for suggesting that AMI's coverage was politically motivated or influenced by political forces. If we do not agree to affirmatively affirmatively publicize that specific lie they say that they'll publish the photos in quickly and there's an associated threat they'll keep the photos on hand and publish them in the future if we ever deviate from that lie boom and this is big and will and i were actually talking about this hopefully he doesn't get upset that i'm i'm sharing our personal conversation but um he had some really good insight that i wanted to share because as soon as he said it it actually made a lot of sense to me I was rather astonished that um, this claim was getting so much attention. And he said, basically, that the reason why it was getting so much attention is just because, or partly because, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. He, he holds a lot of power. He owns the biggest retailer in the universe. 
And therefore, he holds a lot of sway over people. The fact that they were trying to blackmail him with um, alleged nude pictures of him him and his mistress, uh, Lauren Sanchez, says a lot. The fact that... um, When the divorce was announced, when the Bezos... When Jeff Bezos and his wife Mackenzie announced that they were divorcing, all Trump had to say was sad, basically. I forgot his exact tweet, and I don't, I would never even put those on production notes, so that's not even a thing. Um, anyways, but he was very, like, blase about it. Um, and I think he was basically more concerned about how the fortune was going to be split up than anything. He doesn't, he didn't care that two people who love one another and were best friends were kind of losing that relationship but in any case the reason the other reason why this is such big news is because David J. Becker Pecker, excuse me, David David J. Pecker is already under investigation for um other other crimes including illegal campaign contributions for buying up Karen McDougal's alleged adultery story about Donald Trump. So, what will this do? Um, a lot of people are expecting the Southern District of New York to pick up and add this to their investigation into Trump. Um, or at least pick this up and investigate it and see um, what crimes that were committed. And since... The, Pecker turned the National Enquirer into a propaganda machine for Donald Trump until this summer when when Trump basically turned on him and Pecker turned around and with whiplash stopped all the positive coverage of Donald Trump. Um, it, it is very likely that they can tie these two together. And not to be soap opera-ish about this, but you know what I'm about to do. This is to be continued. The next segment, give me one second so I can get something to drink and rest my voice for just like 30 seconds. I will be right back. And I'm back. So we're talking about the National Enquirer and their attempt to blackmail um, Jeff Bezos. Now, part of Jeff Bezos' statement... um, and I'm not going to look it up again because I don't, I don't need to. I'm just going to paraphrase here. Basically, he said if he if they're coming after someone as powerful as me, um, and I don't stand up to them, then who will? There are people who would have to kowtow to them because you know they have to worry about their livelihood, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, one of those other little people stepped forward, and I think the name will sound very familiar to you all. Um, we just talked about his father in a previous segment. Ronan Farrow. Ronan Farrow is alleging that the National Enquirer also blackmailed him. Here is what he had to say about this whole thing. <clears throat> I and at least one other prominent journalist involved in breaking stories about the National Enquirer's arrangement with Trump fielded similar stop digging or will ruin you blackmail efforts from AMI. 
I did not engage as I don't cut deals with subjects of ongoing reporting. Now, this is not the first time that Ruin has dealt with this sort of thing. Um, for those of you who um, don't remember or maybe we need a refresher, or maybe I just want to hear my own voice talking about this, um, Ronan Farrow actually wrote um, one of the very first Me Too pieces um, that brought Harvey Weinstein down. He had been working on it over at NBC, um, and then out of the blue, NBC killed it. NBC says that um, they killed it because there was that because there wasn't enough evidence and not enough people speaking on the record, and that the piece that was that was published in the New Yorker was not the piece that they had in their possession. However, it's been alleged that Harvey Weinstein used his connections and threatened uh, when the, his threats to Ronan to stop investigating him or, or else he was going to be sued. Um, when that didn't work, um, Harvey went straight to the top of the NBC News brass and threatened them. And they pulled the story. That did not work with the New Yorker, who did eventually publish the piece. And so it makes you... When the National Enquirer came around and threatened Ronan, first of all, it kind of makes you wonder what they have on him. Uh, The best guess here is... um, At the time, he was not out... So they could have threatened by it. They could have threatened him um, by saying that they were going to out him. I don't know if that's the case, um, and I don't even know if that would have scared him. But he did end up coming out um, shortly thereafter, and admitting that he has a boyfriend. Again, I don't know that that's what it was. Um, but he's but Ronan seems to be so on top of everything and so thorough, thorough in his investigating that it's 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 hard to think that there's something that he was um, that would make him easily blackmailed. He says that he did not acquiesce, um, and I haven't read the Inquirer in a, another while, so I don't know if they've ran any hit pieces on him. I'm assuming if they, if they ran any, it would have been the front page, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't see any, um, so I'm not quite sure, maybe they just backed off because they figured, what the hell, or... It could have happened right around the same time that David J. Pecker decided to turn on Trump. And he figured that Ronan was going to be... um, He wasn't going to attack anyone else. 
it, and since Ronan is a resident of the SDNY, um, what I said earlier in the last segment, I really believe is true. I really think that they're going to start investigating to see. And Ronan's story directly ties into um, Trump, which makes this whole thing even bigger. Um, now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is going to be in, become embroiled in this scandal. As of right now, this is strictly about the publisher, American Media, and um, its publisher, David J. Becker. Pecker. I don't know why I keep calling him Becker. I'm sorry. It is David J. Pecker. I don't know what, um, what else is going to come out, but I guarantee you that there is more that will come out. Um, as the Jeff Bezos story starts to simmer down a little bit, more and more people are going to step forward. I guarantee you this because this is how the big stories always go. Will this be the end of the National Enquirer? I doubt it. I think that more than anything, it, um, it'll be the end of David J. Pecker. Um, he may have to cut a deal. He's definitely going to have to flip on Trump. And I'm sure he has a whole shitload of evidence that he's going to be more than happy to turn over. Unless Trump issues him a pardon. And then that's going to make him more guilty as hell. Let's be real here. But like I said, I don't... We don't know for sure that Trump is going to become embroiled in this. The evidence suggests it is, especially since Ronan says that he was investigating Pecker's relationship with Trump. But until that actually happens, let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. This National Enquirer story is breaking. As soon as more... Um, as soon as I know more... I will come back with another episode. Um, if if enough happens and there's enough to fill up an episode, you will get a special National Enquirer episode this weekend. Until then, I'm going to say cheers. <laughs>